I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And I have some news to drop on you right now. I know listening to me once a week, it's enough. It's enough for anybody. But I got one more show to tell you about. Because you know that guy at the beginning of the show, the guy who says, you're listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. Well, see, that's my friend Dan Morrow. He's been in the entertainment business for decades. And he threw something at me. He said, Sam... Why don't we do a show? And (laughs) this is no ordinary show, people. It is called the Nostalgia Cafe. And our first guest is already lined up. I'm really psyched to tell you about this. If you know me, you know I'm a fan of Mr. Rogers. I mean, teaching is my life. So the first guest on the Nostalgia Cafe is... Mr. McFeely, the mailman from Mr. Rogers. He is going to be on our first episode. The Nostalgia Cafe, look out for it. But for now, you get to enjoy the Pillars of Hamilton with Freya Joy. Do you know Freya? If you know her, you're lucky. She is so cool. I had a blast with her. And not only did I have a blast with her this weekend on my pig out day, I went to Breadheads. That's right. Freya is the owner of Breadheads. And let me tell you this. She makes a mean grilled cheese. My kids had one of her grilled cheeses this weekend, and they said it was the best food they've ever had. I myself had the barbecue chicken grilled cheese. It was also the best food I've ever had. Freya, you're amazing. Your restaurant's the best. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for my new friend, Freya Joy. listening to the pillars of hamilton that's with me sam side tells and you want to know what i'm gonna give them only the finest that hamilton has to offer the biggest blueberries you've ever seen baby and they're all here right now so do you know freya from the old radio show she used to host. <laughs> Three radio shows. So I'm just finding out. Freya, this is like, she's a veteran. She's been on here more than I have. Well, you used to do a punk rock show? So I went to Stockton, uh, old school Stockton, uh, and uh, back when it was still college before it was a university. So, you know, I don't know if that's, does that make me an antique a collector? <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, so I was actually working at, uh, at the time, I was working at the Howard Cern affiliate radio station, WJSE, out in Summers Point. And uh, they had partnered with WLFR at Stockton. And they were like, yo, give us your interns, give us anyone, because not enough people were at the time signing up to do radio shows. Really? I, I don't know, man. Maybe were you, two, uh, 2003 were, was like a, a, a dry year. I don't know. Were you, see, I was in communications in 2003 trying to get on a radio. Were you in communications? Yeah, man. Look at that. What, are yeah. we the same person? I, I think we're the same person. I think, I'm pretty <laughs> what sure. What is going on? It's the hair. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> if we weren't, if it was not for the hair, I wouldn't be, I would, I yeah, you wouldn't be able right to, now? yeah, I couldn't tell the difference yeah. at all. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. And so you did, I mean, punk, uh, you're coming close to my heart. Well, I had three shows. So I had a punk show on Thursdays. I had an acoustic, uh, acoustic covers of standard pop on uh, Saturdays. And on Sundays I had a jam band hour. So I I had me some radio shows like I was. Are you a are you a big music lover? Yeah, big time, big time. Uh, I mean, I named my bakery after the Grateful Dead, man. 
I was wondering. Okay, so literally, <laughs> you can look at it. I wrote, I wrote it right here in my copious notes. Yeah, copious. Breadheads, the name, and I was thinking, okay, where'd she get that from? Like, I know Deadheads, and yeah, that's what it's from. That's totally where it's from. That's yeah. so funny. So I grew up in a house where music was like. All important. My dad has been uh, in bands his entire life. He plays every instrument, you know, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, what is it, competent? At well. Almost, yeah. <laughs> it's a big word. It is uh, good, the word you were looking for. No, he, he's competent. He's competent in most instruments, but he's proficient in several. Uh, mm. So we were always Proficient, with, good yeah, one. Yeah, just three syllables. Wow. So, yes, you Boom. can take that one right to the bank, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, so music was huge. I was like the only kid in you know elementary school who knew who the clash or joe jackson or the grateful dead or paul simon was like well i feel sorry for your class yeah no they were a bunch of limos no (laughs) they were cool they're all cool kids but uh yeah so my the theme of my bat mitzvah was freya's grateful dead tour yeah like that's how far back we're kicking can can we can we hold off for one second because (laughs) i swear you are answering questions i have before i ask them uh, so you bought mitzvah. That's a that's a camera right there. I have been watching you watching me. Oh, so yeah, yeah, there it is. You put hidden cameras in here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was going to go into a whole questionnaire about bot mitzvahs. But hold on, let's stick to the radio show because Bring like, on back. yeah. Um, were you always a lover of punk, or did this yeah. just? Yeah. So I was the first kid in my school to, you know, wear uh, uh, Doc Martin boots and dye their hair purple, and you know. Uh, you know, listen to anything that wasn't on Z100, which was, I grew up in uh, central Jersey, a top 40 radio station. Oh, I know Z100. Oh, oh, I know Z100. Yeah. Ugh, exactly. Playing yeah. in every store, every like My gym. God. It's like, ugh. I, I remember once there was a guest that came on and he made it the funniest joke I think I had ever heard at, at the time. And it was, he said, oh, uh, it's so good to be here. I brought you guys a fifth CD. And I thought it was so funny, like, because they were only playing the same 10 songs over and over. So it was, I just thought it was so clever. And I was like, yeah. But yeah, like, I worked in a gym for about a year. And it's like, I had to hear those Z100 songs over and over to the point where now if I'm in a store or I'm, I'm just listening to the radio and one of those songs pops up. I get like the heebie-jeebies about my old job that I didn't like. Oh yeah, it's it, not even nostalgic. You're not even like n- no. throwing a little smile on and being like, ah, the good old thing. You're just like, oh, it was a, like a trauma flash. It was a tough, tough gym <laughs> in the heart of Brooklyn. Oh, and I felt scared. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was a, uh, it was my best job. Yeah. I would, I like teaching more. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Heard yeah. that. Yeah. I'd rather be with the the. Three-year-olds the and the safe. And the, yeah, okay. That's okay. You got to pick your poison. But yeah, no, so I was uh, I was big into punk and big into jam bands. And it, it, was, this, it was this anomaly that people, I, I was able to kind of float seamlessly throughout social circles, which, you know, at that age is a huge benefit. I mean, now, now everything's kind of evened out in the universe. Everyone listens to what they listen to. There's instant access everywhere. But at the time, you know, the kid and you know, first class could ask me, oh, did you get that new, uh, did you hear the new set list that came out on the Dave show last week? And then, you know, the kid in the third class and show me that he found a, you know, old school Sex Pistols release that I've never mm. seen. And it was, it was very cool to be able to kind of float in and out of all the musical worlds. But so yeah, that's always been. I'm going to admit something to you right now that I've kind of held in for many years. Let's hear it. See, I am a punk fan. Like mm-hmm. I-, I love no FX and I love rancid and I-, I-, I love Ramones and sex pistols and all that stuff. I love it. Dropkick Murphy's. 
But I also love my Blink 182s and my MXPX and oh my, my Green God, Days. MXPX. I was listening to MXPX before you got here. Uh, so, responsibility, what's that? Res- yeah. yeah. Not, not, not quite yet. My kids Sam, love that song. Because it's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I, again, have the benefit of running the gamut from the pop punk happy, you know, section and oh oh I there was a phase there was a significant emo phase we we got we got in it I was like Juliana Theory you know dashboard confessional <laughs> further seems forever like I was in it were you crying I, crying I had a lot the whole of feelings man I have so many feelings yeah oh. I was I was yeah and Chris Caraba really got that's me. what emo yeah. is it's like guys who are in touch with their or girls touch it with their feelings isn't yeah. that what that's about it's short for emotional dude yeah there's, there's <gasps> did I just blow your mind doctor <laughs> world yeah wow. <laughs> So Why do that? people hate on emo so much? Who has feelings when they're 17 and full of <laughs> testosterone? Feelings are for suckers. Shut up. Yeah. No, I mean, but it was, it, so I, yeah, I, I love that pop punk scene. I, I went to Warp Tour, man. I, I saw, too. Yeah, I was a MX, Birch Hill. If uh, you, ever, you ever hear Birch Hill? Mm. Ooh, this was like a lit, it was about the size of the, uh, the shed we're in right now. It was about this big. Yeah. And it was uh Let's see. Who did I see there? I saw Mest and uh, Taking Back Sunday there. I saw uh, uh, Brand New there. I saw uh, I saw MXPX there. I saw all sorts of like. So as as you ain't old, but as you're getting older, are you getting to still go see shows? I mean, obviously not right now. Yeah. But are you able to? Not as much as I want. I used to be like the two show a week kid. Like I, mm. I oh, that was the that was the plan. Like what are who are we seeing this week? Best show you've ever seen. Dude. I know. That's tough. So, okay. So, ugh. all right. So for different reasons that like I have different answers. So I was, I'm going to tell you two and they're, they're on different ends of the spectrum. So, uh, I saw the stones, uh, at the tail end of the was it bridges to Babylon tour. And it was un- it was unbelievable. It was unlike any other show at the time that I had ever seen. I was really even yeah. with old Jagger. Huh? Yeah, I mean, and this was already twenty years ago. So yeah, like yeah. It's still old yeah. Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> it's still old Jagger. We're not old and as I heard NBA. that man works out like a beast. It was unbelievable. The crowd reciprocity, the 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 feedback, the give and take, like. They're so tight, and you would think, like, dude, they've been doing this so long. They're just phoning it. They've got to be phoning it in. They are not, my friend. They mm. are. They're killing it all day, every day. And they, it was just startling, even at that age, which I think was like twelve. I, I, I gotta check my timelines here, but to just see that level of talent and that kind of composure and that kind of just uh, cohesiveness in a band. It was unbelievable. And it must have been um, being around that audience must have really added to it because I know that Stones, fa- uh, Rolling Stone fans are hardcore. Well, so the uh, the other answer to the best show I ever saw, I uh, was gifted tickets. I was uh, ten years old. Oh, thank you. I, sh- I shall. I shall. I shall not ruin your stickers. Um, I was gifted tickets. Ten years old. My father and I gifted tickets to Bruce Springsteen doing a private. Uh, concert in the basement of his uh, Catholic school from when he was growing up. Five hundred people only. It was in. It was when the E Street brand, Band was taking a break, so it was uh, around the era of Ghost of Tom Joad. That album, that was intense. That was just five hundred people sitting around talking to Bruce Spring. It was. It's intimate, uh, huh? It was wild. It was unlike anything else, and it was. 
we, I mean, we, he had dinner with all of us before. There was like a little wow. yeah, buffet kind of thing, and he was working the room, and I was like, who do you know that got us these tickets, Dad? And I was like very impressed, and all of a sudden my dad was the coolest guy in the world. Um, but yeah, that was... That was unlike anything else. Hey, before we get into all the breadhead stuff, oh, um, yeah. I have to ask, like, I remember, I think I was in fifth grade, and I remember when Jerry Garcia died. Do you remember? So clearly. Um, I was at summer camp, and we were not, it was sleepaway camp up in, a, you know, uh, what was it, the, 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 right outside the, not Catskills, what's the, I was going to say Catskills. That's okay. New York. That's New York, it's Catskills. Pa- the Poconos. That range, that area. He died, and it was the year of my bat mitzvah. So my bat mitzvah present was going to be, I got to go to further festival that year. I got to go see Jerry Garcia that year. Because mm-hmm. my dad was always like, this is not your scene. Like, he he had taken me to a lot of concerts at that point in my life. But that was, like, outdoor, pot smoking, living the, you know, dancing in the streets. Oh, I'll like, never you know. forget in St. Louis when Grateful Dead came to my town and Deadhead's just walking around and I'm like, what is this? Oh yeah, no, it's a, it's a whole scene and it's amazing and it's a family and it's a community and I wouldn't trade any of it for the world and we still, you know, go to fish shows and dead shows and Phil shows. And fish is still doing the thing. Fish is doing the thing. Wow. Actually, the my daughter's first concerts were supposed to be fish and then obviously COVID came, but we had tickets that was supposed to be uh Atlantic City tour. It's a good good start off for yeah. concerts with yeah. fish. Yeah. But uh, Jerry Garcia died. My dad called the uh, camp office and told them that he had to talk to me because uh, a family member had passed away. Oh. Yeah. So, oh. He, <laughs> so yeah. Oh my! He called you at camp he to tell you me at camp, and I I left crying. And then, you know, the nice lady at the front desk was like, oh, who was it, honey? Are you, you, you going to, I was like, it was my uncle Jerry. And it was like, <laughs> it was the, yeah. And I went back and I went back to my bunk at 13 years old and I, you know, cried and I was a miserable little, you know, brat for the rest of the day. So you were the only 12 year old in the planet who was crying over Jerry Garcia. Probably not the only one, but yeah, I was definitely the only one in that camp. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it was, uh, so yeah. yeah, he called, he called to tell me there. And I remember so specifically. Yeah, exactly what I, where I was, what I was wearing. Yeah, I remember. It's a bummer. Bummer I never got to go to one of those shows. Same, man. Same. And I've seen every uh, surviving member uh, in all their different bands and iterations. But, yeah, to, to miss the real deal. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> There's time. always next lifetime, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll no catch problem. him on the flippy flop. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, we'll see you soon. <laughs> uh, so let's talk carbohydrates. Oh, I want to. Let's go. Freya. <laughs> You have a ridiculously <laughs> delicious menu at your place. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we're proud of it. We're real proud of uh of the stuff we're serving at Breadheads because it's not stuff you see anywhere else. And I'm not just talking about you know our our cafe style offerings. Like even the breads, man. Like no one's making bread with their. There's no machines in my place. Uh, we have one stand mixer, one you know uh, satellite mixer that does our you know big batches of bread, but each loaf is shaped by hand. Each. You know, I saw that you were written about. I can't remember the the magazine. Labor or, magazine. Yeah. Is that the one that titled it "Doing It Old School"? Yeah. So, okay, is that what they meant by doing it yeah, old school? There's not a machine in the place. I mean, we don't have a divider. I don't have. I don't have a proofing cabinet, bro. Like when it gets cold out, if there's a draft in the bakery, my bread takes ten hours instead of seven. That's just what it is. Like we're just waiting. Really? Yeah, we do it old school, which is so. Why? Why? Why do you guys decide to do it that way? Because it tastes better. Because it is better. Because no one else is doing it. Because you know, if you love something, you should want to make the 
best version of it. If you think that a little extra care into making sure that, you know, every every piece of every item of every kind of thing you do and put out is the best one it could be. You know, there's a pride in that. There's a, sorry, there's, <laughs> check that microphone. Uh, there's, there's no, but there's, there's something to be said for, for quality control and uh, putting your hands on the product and being aware of what you're making. Wow, you are really passionate. We are. We we so uh, breadheads is owned by my husband and myself. Uh, we are the only two humans that make a hundred percent of the product that goes out there, and everything is made on site. You don't have employees doing any of this. I have employees that help me answer my phones. I have employees that help me uh, put labels up on the wall every morning and answer my text messages. Uh, but no, they don't know how to cook. They don't cook. They don't bake. We, they don't have my recipes. No one does. Wow. Yeah, it's just Matt and I. Um, now, do you have a you are a communications major? I mean, do you have a background in in baking? Uh, not formally, no. So I don't have a. I never went to cooking school or uh, culinary school uh, or uh, pastry school. Uh, we are a very different kind of bakery. I don't do. Um, I can't decorate. I'm not an artist. Uh, I'm in the traditional sense. I'm not. I can't make. And beautiful like little Mickey Mouse. It, yeah, you're not getting your little roses on top of. So yeah. this ain't, this ain't little kid stuff we're no, making here. Well, not just little kid stuff, but like the beautiful things like um, Emma makes at Emma's Confectionery. Sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah farm. Gorgeous, yeah, and she makes these beautiful intricate cakes, and she she puts all this loving detail. And I'm I, I, I saw would, her make a Jason Voorhees the other day. Oh yeah, and it cut, when you cut it to blood, yes. she's amazing. <laughs> Brilliant. She's a, she's, a, she's a master. I should have her in here. Yeah, you should. And and she's talented and she's an artist. So she has that that touch to make something beautiful. I'll make you something delicious as hell. You'll never forget it. (laughs) But it's gonna look like your mom might have made it. No, it's gonna look like your mom might have made it. And you know, I'm someone you know, that that's that's how I cook. I cook like I eat. I cook how I want to eat. Who taught you? Uh, a lot of it is self taught. So I I have worked in restaurants my whole life, basically. I took a uh, an eight-year hiatus to be in the corporate world, and I hated it. You don't seem very corporate to me. Thank you. And I am <laughs> going to say thank you. I'm, I'm saying it with a cock eye here, but uh, I'm going to say thank you. Because, yeah, you're right. I uh, It wasn't for me. Just sitting at a sitting at a desk and waiting for the phone to ring. And uh, like, oh, God, am I going to make my sales this week? Like, ugh, I was ta- it's it's not- funny. I was talking about that in the last episode with the teachers, and we were talking about how working with kids keeps us young at heart. And I, I have friends who have been in the corporate world for 15, 20 years now, and holy cow, it will beat you down. Dude, I was, I was, let's see, when I quit, I was 29, and I was done. I was, I was out. I was like, I can't, I, if I feel like this now, good God, it's only going to get worse. I mean, it's just going to be, I was burnt You're out. You're just stressed, sad. I was stressed. I was miserable. I was, it was, it was the same freaking thing every day, you know, sit, come in, you hang up your coat, you drink your tepid coffee, and you sit at your desk and you <laughs> tap away until, on your keyboard until noon and then you get to go for your one hour of delightful outsideness and, and you come back in and you milk it for another five hours and you go home. Like it was, ugh, it, oh, it hurts yeah. to listen to. It and that's not sucking. bashing anyone out there who, who yeah. has this kind of job. If that's what you love to do. Fantastic. I mean, there's people 100%. out there. Yeah. People, people love their work. And I know people who say, Hey, you can't beat the steady paycheck. You can't beat the holidays off. I know mm. where my hours are. Like that's you know what? Honestly, you know now stability been, is huge. Now that I've been doing this for a while, don't sound so bad. I think I could probably <laughs> sit back down on the computer for a little bit if I had to. But 
Uh, yeah, no, at the time it wasn't for me. And I think since then I've learned a lot more about where my strengths are. And I think it's more of, you know, it, it's my strengths are more towards uh, interpersonal and, and. It you, sounds like you also want to be creative. Yeah, in a way. I mean, we have the ability to kind of just, because it's just us, we can come up with a, a menu item on a whim. You know, we could be, we made up pickle bread. Just because we had an overdose, an over, an overdose. <laughs> you overdosed, we, we overdosed on pickles, on, guys. It was crazy. There was dill everywhere. <laughs> no, we had we had overbought some pickles. We had thought we were ordering a jar. We ordered a case, whatever it was, and uh, we were like, "What the hell are we gonna do with all these pickles, man?" Like, I, I, so we made we made pickle bread. So, what is pickle bread? Pickle bread is sourdough with giant chunks of uh, pickle in it. Some of the water is replaced with some of the pickle juice. It, it, it's salty and there's big chunks of pickle and it's perfect for a turkey Reuben or a grilled cheese. So you like it. It came out well. Yeah, it came out great. We made it three weeks in a row and sold every single single. Uh, oh, loaf. wow. Yeah. Pickle bread grilled cheese was something <sighs> that, yeah. So we, we <sighs> ended up with the pickle bread. You know, you slather it up with a little garlic butter and then you put grilled cheese. Oh. Well, anytime <laughs> you're talking oozy cheese, you're talking my language. I specialize in oozy cheese. Shut up, yeah. lady. <laughs> Are you serious? That's your specialty? We have a grilled cheese of the week, and they change every week. Here I am <laughs> buying delicious lemon squares and these other things that are just getting me fatter. I can get. We have we have real food. We have lunch food. So uh, every week in the summer, we do a special grilled cheese, uh, a special toast, and a salad with homemade dressing. And we we try never to repeat. Uh, in the colder months, we do a soup of the week, and it comes with a big chunk of breadheads bread. And uh, we still have our grilled cheese and our toast every week. As a, a person who owns a business, I'm wondering, though, like, aren't you worried that something might catch on? Or I don't know if that's really a worry, but that something might catch on. People are going to come back for that, but that's gone. And now they have this other thing that they might like, they might not. Yeah, so it is. It's a risk. So we do have an everyday menu that has, like, you know, you can always get a classic grilled cheese. You can always get American grilled cheese, like the classic standard. You can always get that with us. I think that people like that we switch it up every week. And I might be wrong, but I mean, I don't think the numbers lie and I don't think the, mm. you know, the dings on the door are lying. The, you know, we switch it up and it's something that they've never heard of before that they know they can't get anywhere else. And they also know if they don't get it today, they ain't getting it. Like there's something special yeah. about that. It's like limited edition Correct. pickle bread. So <laughs> there are things we bring back. So, uh, you know, there's a couple of crowd favorites and we know it and we try to feature them every two months or so. All right, you know. so I got to know, because uh, I, after this episode, I got to come in and find out. I got to taste the best that you have. So uh, a two-part question. What is your favorite thing that you serve, and what is the customer's favorite thing? Was the, Yeah. The customer's easy. Uh, the customer's favorite thing in the entire store is a Carmelita. What's a Carmelita? A Carmelita is a brown sugar oatmeal cookie topped with a house-made caramel. So it's like a little drippy goopy. And then we get a little chocolate schmear on there. And then we top it with an oat and brown sugar streusel. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's like salty, oaty, sugary, sweet, chewy, crispy. Yeah. Oh, you're selling it, Freya. Yeah. You're yeah. selling it. Hey, how do you think it became number one? <laughs> <laughs> so that's easily, as far as the sweets go. As far as like the breads go, I think classic sourdough, man, because Matt uh, has been cultivating his starter for over three years. You know, we don't use What that. has he been doing? He, so sourdough bread, uh, you don't actually use any yeast in it. You use uh, sourdough starter, which is yeast cultivated from the air around you. What? Yeah. Science. Science. Uh, so, 
so yeah, we we have been cultivating our starter since before Breadheads was even open. Back when we How do you open. get yeast from the air? Ah, it's a process. It's a few day process. You have to keep feeding water and flour and letting them kind of ferment. They ferment. It's fer- it's a fermentation process. It's like kombucha or beer or. All right. I got it. I've heard, as I've been researching about you, Freya, I have heard marvelous, marvelous things about your sourdough. It's been a while since I've had a good sourdough, yeah. so I am most excited. Do you put them on, do you make sandwiches out of them? We do, we do. So uh, our sandwiches are on one of our three signature sandwich breads. So we have a farmer's bread, a buttermilk bread, and a sourdough white bread that we uh, do for our sandwiches. But if you... Hey man, like if we have a bread in in the store and you wanna you wanna try something on it, you can either buy the loaf and I'll put whatever you want on it for you. Or if I have, sometimes we make samples in the back for the staff to taste just to make sure they know how they're selling the stuff. If I have one cut into, you can have it. See, this is what, one of the reasons I love Hamilton. I grew up in Florida. I, I spent about a decade in New York City, and it's like where you go, it's like you order something from the menu and uh, yada yada. You gotta stick to the story of the restaurant Ah. here you get breadheads where it's just like let's see what we got let's see what we can put together we got this yeah yeah my dad i'm sorry to interrupt no no go my dad has put it in a very good way he's like he says we like to consider your menu just an offering of ingredients which we can (laughs) compile from and he's not wrong i mean that's kind of so we have a guest that, you know, we have a smoked salmon sandwich that we, we have on our regular menu. Mm. We also have a turkey, apple, and brie sandwich. But he likes... Ooh, it. I love me a brie sandwich. Is it baked brie or has so it... So we, yes, we, we, we don't bake it in the jam, but we uh, bake the brie on bread and then we top it with sliced apple, homemade honey mustard, and uh, turkey, smoked turkey from Bagliani's. Whoever's listening to this now, <laughs> their mouth is watering. <laughs> and let me tell you guys, so is mine. <laughs> Get it. Um, so, yeah, no. So we have a customer that, like, likes half the components from this one and half the components from that one. So he, he we make him his own sandwich. I have a pig out day called Saturday. <laughs> and uh, I think I might go to Breadheads and just get crazy. Yeah, get after it, bro. We have a week. So this week. We have some excellent specials coming up. So, yeah, you may want to hit that. I'm not going to say what they are oh. because this is going to come out after they're already done. Oh, that okay. Be, that would be some straight BS. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could. I guess I could still tell you. Just tell yeah. me. Okay. I won't tell anyone. So we're going to have a Cubano toast. So it's going to be uh, roast pork and cherry ham from Bagliani's with Swiss, uh, sliced pickles and yellow mustard toasted on our uh, sourdough bread. Then we're going to have a barbecue chicken grilled cheese. Mm. So it's going to be melted cheddar and uh, Munster cheese with our homemade barbecue sauce on roasted chicken, all mushed together until it's melty gooey perfect. And then our soup this week, oh, this, our soup this week is loaded baked potato soup. All right. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Now, Freya, I'm going to come down on you pretty hard. I'm a little disappointed in Hit you. Me. What do you got? And your parents, I need to speak to your parents. Uh-oh. I'm wagging my finger at you, Freya. I'm going to tell them. How could a Jewish person owning <laughs> breadheads not have challah? Well, you didn't do enough research. I have hollow once a week. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Boom. In my face. Right in it, bro. Once a week on once Shabbat? Week on Saturdays. You are just, I got it. Mom, I, I'm saying, Mom, I'm going to call her. You have to listen to this episode. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, he's going to want to take that finger back. We all know what happens if you point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three fingers yeah, so. pointing right back at you. Yeah, there, see? See? All right. Okay, all so right. you've met my mother. All right. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. I've le- Ever make a home in Tashin? 
So we do. We make actually we do um, a lot of Jewish specialties. We make babka. I make Jewish <gasps> apple cake. I make uh, challah. I make uh, for the. Did for you the say Jewish babka? Holidays. I did. Oh. We make a Nutella chocolate babka. Oh my gosh, Freya, yeah. where have you been my whole life? My mom Second tells me. <laughs> Second Street, you heard it, people. Second Street. My mom always tells this story about when me being five and when she fed me babka, I bit her finger. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, it'll sure. definitely happen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listen, if you don't have the Jewish background and you've never had this, I mean, you could totally have it. Jewish or not, it's delicious and it's for everybody. It's a buttery cake filled with chocolate and deliciousness braided into so that the chocolate gets exposed and crispy you're living the dream mm-hmm. yeah babka knows no religion <laughs> and i would i would argue challah too man go get a go get a challah can i tell you that in this town this town appreciates a good challah for our christmas offerings we ensured uh we only offered five breads for pre-orders for Christmas, and one of them was butter challah because we knew that the entire town wanted to make uh, French toast the morning after. <sighs> Nothing better than challah French it was toast. Our best seller for Christmas. You know, challah. I've had a conversation in the past. I think my mom asked, like, "Can you find a challah around here? Good challah?" And I'm like, "No one's going to make challah around here. No one's going to want it. There's not enough Jewish people, and yada yada." Boy, oh boy, am I learning some stuff in this episode? Yeah, say, good thing I came. <laughs> so yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, you said Baglianis. Are you working with several of the places around town? Oh, we love partnering with people in town. It's uh, part of the reason uh, I think that Hamilton's so special overall is that we're not a big town of chains and, and uh, you know, mass-produced nonsense. We have a beautiful relationship with a lot of the places in town, Tales of the Olive, Chimney Ales. Uh, we have a great relationship with Cassiano's. Uh, we work with uh, we buy our food from Bagliani's. Uh, we work with all the farm stands in the summer. I, I, it's it's the ability to support another small business mm. in your own town. I mean, we do things with vinyl. I mean, I use their beer and bread sometimes. I mean, it's oh. all yeah. We have. I love I love beer bread. Oh yeah, we're making a beer bread this weekend for Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, we're using a chimney stout. So. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. I think that's a wonderful aspect of Hamilton, and uh, we do it too over here. Like for example, me bringing people on the podcast, sure. and like you know, we try to do things with the kids in the school. Oh, oh my god, I totally forgot you starred in in Blueberry Kids. I did star in Blueberry Kids. <laughs> Breakfast bites. I was nervous for that one because people, well, people looked at my so I can talk all day long. Uh huh. You just but. Did, a video? I know. People always face? ask me to do this on video. There's no, no way I'm doing a podcast no, that's with video. A hard no, that's a pass, friend. No. Mm-hmm. That's a hard, yeah, hard pass. pass. No. So Blueberry Kids, yeah. Uh that was that was me in the middle of a pandemic with my little uh tripod trying to make uh, energy bites. No bake energy bites for the blueberry babes. Yeah. Got, if you guys know what we're talking about, my uh my family and I during the quarantine, we made a little kids TV show for uh the kids here in Hamilton and we learned some things about baking, what yeah. are they, snack bites? Yeah, snack bites, energy, what do they call them, energy breakfast bites. Right, because a little health. Day. Yes. Yeah. We're going to play all day, Blueberry Kids. Yes. Yeah, see? So, oh, wait, oh, did we ever find out what your favorite dish is? No, I think we skipped it. Yeah, I want to know, like, what is it that Freya <laughs> loves from her own restaurant? Okay, so from my own restaurant, of the everyday offerings, because there have been some specials that have just blown my damn mind. That sounds cocky, but <laughs> hey, man. It's I'm only not, the greatest. Yeah, I mean, it's only the best thing I ever ate. You're welcome, everyone. That <laughs> so it'll be the it. best yeah. thing you've ever ate, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what's good for it. No. Uh, it was, 
The thing that I like the best on our everyday menu is actually one of our more simple dishes. It's a um, ham and cheese sandwich with apricot jam. And I love it because it hits all of, like, the basic, uh, you know, snack needs for me. It's got sweet apricot jam. you got crunchy toast. you got salty ham. you got gooey cheese. I mean, it's, it's like the ultimate snack. It's, you know, we modeled it after a Parisian style of eating where it's just like a simple piece of uh, cheese and meat on a good piece of bread with a smear of salted butter. But we wanted to take it a little bit more adventurous and so instead we swapped it out for fruity jam and it's uh it's awesome sounds delicious how do you not eat it all uh you if you were to eat it all you know, <laughs> you, know you know do it you do it five days a week every week for years and you don't want it anymore oh here's a big secret i hate sweet stuff oh. i know so that i think that's what makes me such a good baker though can I call you out on what you just said? Because, yeah. like I said, I was researching you. No, hit me. What do you got? I wasn't going to bring this Show up, me Freya. the receipts. This is going to get crazy. I heard, for someone who doesn't like sweets, I heard you're, <laughs> this is so stupid. I heard you are a giant fan of banana-flavored candy. Okay, so that's different. Because that is not different. It is that, so different. That is sweets. Is it or is it artificial <laughs> magic? That is science giving us a gift and no one. That is the delicious flavor of banana without the gross texture. What I, sorry, what I find to be, I'm not here to yuck on other people's yums. What I find to be the unpleasant texture of banana. I get all of that goodness and I don't have to through a banana. And that's that. that that's a that's science. Maybe I find that's it. Progress. I find it easier to peel a banana than it is to peel one of those banana candies. Those taffy. First of all, they're called laffy taffy, sir. Show some respect. My uh, my bad. <laughs> I am so sorry. And the ultimate banana candy is the banana runt. That is mm, that is delicious. Wow, that is. I'm learning so much. <laughs> but for someone who doesn't like sweets, all right, that's not kind. Of, it's an artificial no, I like science, sir. Okay. I appreciate the the leaps and bounds we've made in the world of flavor technology. And science, science. So one more question about breadheads: How the heck have you been this year? Like, uh, it's that's we rough, know, man. yeah, yeah only a small business. Uh, and we had food. just opened six months before. Oh no, you're that new? Yeah, we opened in uh, June of 2019. God, I feel like you've been around forever. Okay, <laughs> just so many people talking about you. You know, I have that effect on people. <laughs> um, no, we uh, it was rough. So we were open for six months, uh, and it was. We were doing well. Things were taking off. We happen to be in a fantastic location. We're, we're very central to all the beautiful festivals that Hamilton puts out. So the main stage for the Fringe Festival was right outside our door. Uh, Linda Cashin's beautiful uh, Peach Festival was right outside our door. And so we have this great location. COVID hits. We, have, we, we choose to close. We could have stayed open for just to go. But at the time, we didn't really understand how to wrap our heads around it. Mm. Plus our... our uh, we had a nanny in the house and she was opting to stay home because her daughter couldn't go to school. So she had to be home. So it was uh, a whole. What a mess. Yeah. So, um, but we were out for 10 weeks, maybe 11. And uh, by the grace of Linda Cashin, we were able to stay in some business. She was kind enough to host our bread products through Kitchen 19 in her weekly uh, <gasps> dinner pickups. Yeah. How she, amazing is she? she? Well, she is she is the queen of Hamilton, man. She is she is here for everyone. She once told me a beautiful thing. She told me uh, the rising tide raises all our ships. Mm -hmm. 
And she said, yeah. I want every business in Hamilton to succeed because, you know, it brings it. She didn't say it this way, but it gets butts in the seats, man. Like, you know, she is someone who says it and absolutely means it. Backs it up 100 percent. She's a beautiful person. I mean, as soon as Lisa and I started here, it was not easy for us. And she had our backs and that meant the world to us. She's fantastic. And actually, she was a huge uh, uh, exposure for us when we first started opening what had happened was we had anticipated an opening date of something in April, and uh, because of issues with the gas lines and whatever, we weren't able to open in time, but we had committed to uh, an event in town, the uh, beer and wine festival that they do over at a Cathedral, mm-hmm. and we didn't have an oven, we didn't have a kitchen, so we were going to have to bail, and she called us and she said, absolutely not, you will use Kitchen 19, you'll use it overnight while I'm not there. And you will make your presence and because you need to show up and show this town that you're coming to town and this is your first exposure and you can't back out and you, you got to come and I will help you however I can. And she saved our butts that day. And ever since then, she has been nothing but helpful and, and just an amazing friend to, mm. to our business. Yeah. yeah, the best. Shout out to you, Linda Kashan. Killing it. Killing the game. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, time to have some fun, Freya. Oh, See, I love fun. Yeah, well, you're going to have (laughs) such a good time right now. I'm so ready. Let's go. (laughs) Are you ready, though? We're going to see. See, you on Facebook from time to time post some really interesting questions. Yes, I'm so nosy. You sure are. (laughs) But but nobody cares because everyone wants to post and answer them. They do. And it's so great because I am such a, I don't, voyeur is certainly the wrong word um but i i am so constantly curious about like what's what are people thinking and what is like what is the song that made you cry your first tear and like what is the thing that like if you could you were stuck on an island but you had never-ending replenishment of this one food what it like i that kind of stuff really oh i i'm dying to know that you should have a podcast you would think, but I would need spare time for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I Fair get enough. It. So I'm going to turn the table on you, Freya. Ooh, it's time to ask the questions you ask other people <laughs> to you. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. What goes around comes around. So here we go. All right. What small inconsequential thing makes you way angrier than it should? Okay. I hate if someone merges in front of you in traffic and they don't give you the thanks, bud, wave. (laughs) You know, like the thanks, bud. That is so inconsequential, but I hear you. But like, I will ride that person's butt for like the next mile. I'm not, not dangerously, but (laughs) I will be swearing at them. I'll be like, you will ride their butt safely. Yes, I will safely ride their butt. (laughs) I, no, but I will maybe maybe not ride their butt is the way to say it, but like I will I will be cursing them out. Be like, oh, you're just gonna come in front of me? Oh no, no, it's okay. Don't know. This is what I'm here for. Don't worry about it. Come is it specifically in. that, or are you the same way? If you hold a door open, they don't say thank you and all that. No, stuff. it's the it's just the car thing. The merge yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people people walking in doors got places to be. They don't want to touch dirt. I get it. It's a germ thing. Whatever. No, you don't give the thank you wave when you merge into, merge into traffic. Oh, oh get, no, get right out of town, bud. No, wow, thanks. good answer. Thanks. That bothers <laughs> me too, but not to that degree. No, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah no, no s- you've riled me up. Now. I see it in your eyes. Yeah, no, I, ha- I have anger. In we me. might have to end this podcast. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> All right, next question that came from you. <laughs> What's the worst purchase you've ever made? Oh, what is the worst? 
first purchase I ever made. See what you're doing to people, Freya? You see what you're doing to them? Yeah, but they don't have to answer live to my face. <laughs> they get to think about it. They can hit delete a couple times. Freya, they... can you hurry up with the answer, Sorry. please? Okay. <laughs> uh, the worst purchase I ever made. Man, uh, I, I truly can't. I, I don't know. I can't believe I asked this of people and they had good answers. Oh, oh, I had, I bought a terrible car and I bought it out of spite. Wait, <laughs> who bought, wait, what? Oh, I do, Sam. Um, so <laughs> I had just like moved out. It was after college and I just like moved out with my first boyfriend and I was, you know, not my, it was my first time moving in with a boyfriend. I had mm -hmm. had a boyfriend before a big college, time. everyone. Shut up, everyone. <laughs> Stop judging me. Um, so it was my first time moving. Uh, it was my first time being out of the house, and I was on my own, and my I needed a new car. And I I knew my dad wanted to, like, come with me, and he would probably have to co-sign and all this stuff. But, no, I just I went out and bought a car because I thought it looked cool and the commercial was funny or something. And I signed the paper, and he was like, but then they needed him to come in and co-sign. He's like, what are you, why, what? And it was a terrible car. It was awful. It got terrible mileage. It, I don't even think it exists anymore. Do they still make <laughs> a Jeep Compass? I don't think so. Yeah, right. There's a reason. It was awful. And I, yeah, so that was probably <laughs> my worst purchase and a very bad reason for buying it. I yeah. just wanted to stick it to it because he was like, oh, I'll take you car shopping next week when I have time. But I was like, I want a car new. Oh, spiting's yeah. one's parents holds no bounds. Yeah. Oh, I, so I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. hard way. Yeah. So yeah, then I was no making doubt. payments on a car I hated for five years because I couldn't wait the week until my dad could take me. Mm, yep. See, listen to mommy and daddy. Always. Them yeah. The they'll give you that Jewish guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I've got plenty. Would you like some? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two more questions. I like this next one. This one's fun. I bet you got a good answer, but uh -oh. no pressure. What childish thing do you still enjoy? I enjoy a lot of childish things. I, I like, figured. Yeah, I like cartoons. Oh, I like um, I like like sing along songs. I, I I make up words to songs and make like silly songs about things going on around me. <laughs> Like I narrate in like goofy songs. Oh, like your your kids are gonna love that as they get older. So <laughs> I do it to them all the time. Like I, I make up like little songs about them as we're like cleaning up our toys or you know brushing our teeth. Yeah, I it's so I love that. Uh, I love a good playground. Ooh, good slide. Nothing like a good slide. Mm. Uh, I like banana candy as we. <laughs> <discussed>. <laughs> That is the most childish thing I've ever heard. Listen, bud, have, don't knock it till you rock it. Um, yeah, I like I like all sorts of kids. So I love I like cartoons. What's your favorite cartoon of all time? Oh uh, yeah, top two, three, whatever. Top two's got to be The Simpsons and Animaniacs. Are you still watching new episodes of The Simpsons? I am not. I tapped out at season twenty-two. Uh, and Where are they now? Fifty-nine. It's got to be man, right? Uh, I think it's got to be. It's, it's up there it, with the it, 30s. It's got to be in the 30s. When, you know what I always think about? I remember when I was a little kid and I went to the, you remember the Simpsons arcade game? Sure. So I remember looking at the Simpsons arcade game and looking at Bart Simpson and thinking, I cannot wait till I'm as old as Bart Simpson. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. So I, when I was young, I was not allowed to watch the Simpsons. And I was so jealous because my parents would watch it. And I would pretend to have to go to the bathroom during, and I didn't even know the name of the show. So I would call it the paper head, uh, the paper bag heads. <laughs> because I thought that oh, head looks like a the zigzag on the it top. It looked like my lunch bag, and I was so young that that's, that's so the funny. only relation I could make to a zigzag was 
you know, it wasn't like the corner of like a saran wrap or a zipper. It, like, I thought of my paper. No, paper. I see it. I yeah. see it. So, yeah, I, I love The Simpsons. I don't watch regularly, but I do make it a point to watch every single Treehouse of Horrors. Yes, me watch, too. Yeah, you got to watch a Treehouse of Horrors. Treehouse of Horrors. Oh, gosh, those are the best episodes. Always, always the best. Yeah, I used to rewatch them when I was when I was a kid. I'd sure. like videotape them. I have several seasons of The Simpsons on box box set. Yeah. Now this last question, definitely last but not least, because I am really curious about the answer, because, especially because I know a lot of your friends, like uh, Tracy and uh, uh, Don Swenson. Oh, and, sh- oh, Don, my resident artist. Yeah, that's my boy. So if you ever come and visit us at Breadheads, you'll see that, the robot, uh, right? We have six of his robots in our... Uh, he has actually uh, been kind enough to lend us uh, four of his original paintings, and they are hanging in the halls of uh, our bakery. And then he has gifted me a couple of paintings that I... Uh, or I found uh, one uh, for Third Thursday, or mm. not Third... A free Art Friday mm. that he runs, which yeah. is amazing and such a beautiful thing that this town does. Uh, so yeah, we have he is our resident artist, but we also have uh, pieces from Sue Murder and uh, from uh, Joe Bruno. We have uh, art from we try to oh we have uh, Kevin Hustarelli, Kevin Husta. He is uh, he's an artist. He's a photographer. He's a beautiful photographer. He's really into trains, right? Correct. And I have some of his uh, I have his uh, black and white uh, photographs in frames that he made himself with reclaimed wood from in Hamilton. Wow. His stuff is beautiful and his things uh, are for sale in my building and uh, Joe Bruno's and Don Swenson has just lent us his collection. They're not for sale. They're just for enjoyment and Mm. it's beautiful. Kevin and his whole, his kids went to my school. I'm just, I, I, Love that family. Oh, my God. Kevin and Aaron are amazing. They're uh, fantastic. Wonderful and their kids people. kids are such good girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so you're a big supporter of the arts here in Hamilton. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most beautiful things about Hamilton is how not only small business focused, but art focused and community focused our town is. Something like Third Thursdays and, you know, having these, all these festivals. I mean, the festivals that this town puts on or hosts, I mean... Main Street Hamilton is unbelievable with the amount of work that they put into not only supporting their small businesses, but also really cultivating an art community and cultivating a town community. And we're so lucky to be in a space that has the support from kind of both ends, the business and the beautiful. And it's really nice. I'm going to have actually two artists on my show uh, after this interview. Uh, Being part of the art club was the best part uh, aside from family it was the best part of my 2020 yeah and you guys did such good work i mean those little pop-up uh events you had and the uh, uh oh my gosh the online i remember the first one during all of the uh black Lives oh did Matter. you watch our show of course i did yeah Thank you. i commented a lot uh, <laughs> right but i remember um oc reading a beautiful poem about mental health and i just remember like saying like this is the kind of town that i'm proud to be in and this is the kind of community that i'm proud to be a part of somewhere that not only is this man able to be vulnerable on a local platform, but he has the support of both the artistic side of our town and the business end of our town. And wow. they're all just, and it's so beautiful because there's a lot of places that would sweep that kind of stuff under the rug. And he was able to be vulnerable and beautiful. And I, I, I specifically remember that. I know that a bunch of people did beautiful work that night. There were two songs. There was a gal with a ukulele. I know Samantha, and Samantha did something one, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She did great. 
Uh, I know Don read a poem. You know, that was gorgeous. I don't know if you know this, but uh, OC did an episode on my show, and it was uh, it was focused around his depression, and um, it's one of my favorite episodes. It's so important, and I think what a beautiful thing that you were all able to accomplish with especially that first episode. I know in the subsequent episodes, a lot of beautiful things have come out too, but that first one specifically was a really nice way to kind of tie everyone together. Yeah, I mean, this was this was during quarantine. And it was, it was like quarantine. people were, heads were spinning. They didn't know what was coming next. I was pretty depressed. Like Dan Morrow was on the show, but he didn't even want to be because he was depressed. So finally to put together a show with a bunch of strangers who we only got to know each other through uh what's it called through the internet zoom, yeah. through zoom yeah and before you know it, we're doing an hour-long show that was live in front of all these people's phones and their computers and it was just my, i watched it with my girls because i mean i they wanted to say hi unky don but you know also you know it was it was beautiful it was a beautiful thing that our town came together and pulled off and i mean you should feel proud that you were a part of that you should feel proud i feel lucky i feel yeah. lucky that i got to have that opportunity and you should we're, and it's such a beautiful thing that we're all a part of here yeah. So before we get onto the chat pack, we have to talk about uh, daughter, daughters, daughters. Yeah, I'm they, a foster they were, mom. Yeah, you adopted. You adopted last year. So we are still technically fostering, but they are both uh, on track for adoption. God willing, uh, my oldest, uh, Gigi, she is uh, 16 months old, and uh, we should be her legal parents by hopefully May. Where's she from? She was born in Atlantic City. Uh, she is local. We don't know the origins of her parents. They, she was abandoned at the hospital. Yeah. And uh, my youngest, uh, Annalise, who is uh, 10 months old last week. So I have a 16-month and a 10-month-old. So, yeah. Um, sorry. If, yeah, no, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. In they fact, won't listen to this. Thing. They'll never. No. Yeah. We'll, we'll burn it all. Um, no, they, uh, so she... She has been with us. We actually picked her up in in the midst of quarantine, in the worst of it. Uh, we picked her up in the first week of April. Mm. And it was bad, and she was so small. She was very premature, and they were just like, it, it's even though she was still under five pounds, they're like, get her out of here. It's safer for her to leave wow. than to be in a hospital right now. Oh, that's so special what it you was, guys did. It, it's amazing, and they're beautiful, and they're perfect, and I love them, and they... Uh, they make every day better. I've wanted to be a parent my, I've wanted to be a mom my entire life. It's been my only, my pretty much only goal. And uh, for it to occur this way after such a long time, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, that and is beautiful. And they're good girls and they're funny. Gigi is uh, just starting to talk and she's using her baby sign. But sometimes she forgets, so she just does all of them in a row. And it's real <laughs> cute. So I'm like, you're hungry, tired, thirsty. You had just made a poop. I everything. You're, uh, which the, she just starts the cycle all over again. Mm. It's just like rapid signing. I'm like, ah. gosh. As as I'm just <laughs> feeling what you're saying because I'm a parent. I'm a teacher to many many kids here, and uh, I just know how lucky these girls are to have someone like you who took them under your wing. I mean. I mean, who knows if you didn't, and uh, because you did, they're going to have a wonderful life. I just think it's so special. They're amazing. They are the brightest spot of every day. And honestly, I mean, if I, if I could spend all of my time with them, I would. I, I it they amaze me. They're so it's so incredible to be a parent for the first time and to uh, witness all these things that you know you hear about, you read about, you see, and like their first step, their first word, but like watch, that's not even like the most special part, watching them understand something for the first time. 
you know, watching them like bang a toy on the floor over and over again. And all of a sudden they realize, oh, if you bend it, the th and then it's just like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's this revelation and it's so we call spectacular. It, we call it at our school, the aha moment. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And it's so beautiful. And I've never really borne witness to it, you know, outside of like, Oh, my cat found the litter box. In the new home. <laughs> That's very exciting. Yeah. We're all pleased that that happened. Not to be cheesy, melted cheesy, but like, <laughs> uh, it's the best, right? It's, it's, it's the most it, special thing. It, it's magic. It is magic. It is. It is better than banana candy. <laughs> Whoa! You're yes. gonna go there? I yeah. Print it. Print it's it. recorded. It's here forever. <laughs> Yo, you are fun and time to do a little fun chat pack. I have these questions here for you, Freya. All right, hit me. All right, choose one. Oh, oh you chose two. Those, those are the two. You oh, chose two, right. so we got. We're all good with that. Let's see what you get. Are you, are you the reader? You I, be the reader? It seems to be many times. If you could have 50 pounds of anything other than money, <sighs> what would you want? Okay, so, okay. There's a couple of ways I can go about this. I could be like the greedy, like Scrooge McDuck, and I could say saffron, right? So 50 pounds of saffron is like hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars worth of saffron. That is the most expensive spice on well, earth, and it is so dainty and delicate and light. Mm. But that's seems like cheating and kind of crappy it's like wishing for more wishes yeah ex yeah it seems it seems crappy you said not money but something i can easily turn into so that seems unfair um i can have 50 pounds of something yeah it's a lot of weight and, and well i mean given the circumstances yeah. whatever you get i mean it could be kind of light for right a car <laughs> yeah i want a 50 pound car no i, I want to i wish there was some sort of way to like quantify uh Memory. I would want like fifty pounds of compacted like memory that it th things that I would like never be able to forget. No, seriously, fifty pounds of memories. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't remember so much stuff. And if I was able to kind of like just pile them on, but who knows? One memory might be fifty pounds, and now I'm just screwed. Like, there's no real good way. Yeah, I say stick with the spice. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go back to saffron. Yeah. No, I, I'm trying to think of what I need more of. I happen to be in a very fortunate position that. I, yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing that I can't think of something. Yes. You don't need 50 pounds of anything. No, I'm freaking great. I, I you got, got your girls. You got your bread. You're I'm good. all good. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous to ask you this question. Okay. And it's only because, and I, I love you for this, but you are, would you say that I'm being incorrect when I say you are very outspoken? Oh, yeah. No, I, I can talk. You know? I truly believe that my convictions are pure i all i speak passionately about the only things that get me real riled up are justice so if you're gonna come to me and say like you're too into justice <laughs> you want everyone to be treated the same and that's ridiculous like we should all be on the right side of uh equality how how are you feeling about the current state we're in so far 2021 minus january 6th so right january 6th was rough um it's been a lot better these last three weeks i can tell you that much uh so if that's telling you anything about where i'm standing yeah uh you know do things get better we're working on it man i sure hope we're working on it uh fair enough and i haven't even asked the question yet well so, <laughs> so I just, uh, when this question came up, I, th I, I just thought about that. I was like, ooh, what, what is she going to say for this? So I'm just going to shut up and read it. Let's go. What thought or sentiment would you like to have copied and put into one million fortune cookies? 
You don't have fortune cookies at the breadheads, right? I don't. I don't. They're okay. very difficult to make. So if you can have a thought or sentiment to put in a million fortune cookies, which usually aren't fortunes at all. They're, no, they're really, just witty, witticisms. Yeah. Uh, what would you put in there? You only get a few few words. Love and be loved. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Freya, you rock. Um, Thanks, man. Before you get out of here, is there anyone you would like to give a shout out to that might listen to this? Or I would like to give a shout out to all of uh, Hamilton. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have uh, been so good to you know Matt and I in our opening. We've only been open you know less than two years now, and the love that we see from this town on the regular is just beautiful I it also helps that your food is ridiculous well i mean <laughs> he ain't wrong y'all uh, but no it's you know we could not be uh the little baby success story that we are now if it wasn't for this community so i would like to thank the entire community right on and for the one person who might listen to this that doesn't know where breadheads is where can they sure. find you we're on 14 south second street we're right across from kitchen 19 and chroma beauty bar uh and yeah come see us we're currently open fridays saturdays and sundays from 10 to 3 uh, and we are looking to expand our hours in the very near future freya you are creative you're powerful and you are tons of fun Thank ladies you. and gentlemen please give it up for freya <laughs> <laughs>